0: On Jerusalem Dateline, the idea pulls out of Janine after days of intense fighting. What's the future of this Palestinian terrorist stronghold? Plus, politicized legal cases and uncivil protests in Israel and the U.S. threaten to undermine the political process. And we'll visit one of Jerusalem's most famous and beloved places, where you can buy fruits and vegetables, enjoy a bustling nightlife, and savor the city's cultural diversity. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. After an intense two-day counterterrorism operation, the IDF withdrew from the city of Janine, located in biblical Samaria, earlier this week. The operation came after a spike in terror this year, with over 50 Israelis killed and injured in targeted attacks. The IDF had been making arrests and nightly raids, but Janine continues to be a headquarters for multiple terror groups. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu promised further military action when necessary.
1: This is a, a sign of, the, uh, of our next steps. This is just the first step. It's not, uh, by no means, uh, the, the last action that we will take. We will do what we can from the ground, from the air, with uh, superb intelligence, Uh, We will do what we can to fight the terrorists. They shall have no safe haven.
0: I spoke with Reserve Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus from the Israel Defense and Security Forum about the operation. Jonathan Conricus, thanks for joining us. Tell us your assessment of the recent counterterrorism raid there in Janine.
2: Well, uh, Chris, the IDF has been operating in northern Samaria for over a year and a half, almost daily and nightly raids into those territories against Palestinian terror. But terror hasn't abated, and we've still seen a growth in terror activity from that area against Israeli targets. That's why the IDF launched this last operation. A house and garden, which all in all, I think from a tactical and operational perspective, was successful. 11 terrorists were killed, massive blow to their infrastructure in Jenin, and most importantly, bringing home the understanding to terrorists, all of them in northern Judea and Samaria, that there is no safe haven for them to operate against Israeli targets from. So all in all, I think a success.
0: Yeah. Going forward, where do you see this uh, going? Uh, Defense Minister Gallant said there may be a possibility of more operations like this. Is that what you see as well?
2: Well, I think one thing is clear that the past strategy of having nightly limited, you know, platoon company level raids isn't delivering, despite the fact that the IDF has had many successes. And we're seeing that Hamas has really shifted its center of gravity and uh, efforts into northern Samaria. They are keeping Gaza quiet, but they're focusing their efforts on northern Samaria, trying to cause trouble there. We see heavy Iranian involvement, and we see lots of money and weapons coming in, smuggled from Jordan. So I think that we will see more of this in the future, and I don't think that this will be the last operation, neither in Jenin, nor in the neighboring city of Nablus.
0: Jonathan Kadrikas, thanks for joining us and your expertise. Thank you. Thank you very much. The IDF-Janine operation triggered an outcry from the U.N. with the secretary general condemning Israel's use of force. Julie Stahl brings a report from her visit to the site of a recent attack, where she spoke with Israelis living in the biblical heartland on the front lines.
3: Israelis living in Judea and Samaria tell CBN News they have a good life most of the time.
4: I can say we are living in a dream because every step we do, every morning when we wake up, we wake up in, in the land of the Bible. We see the prophecy coming alive and like those like time, we have challenges here.
3: Recently, especially over the last two weeks, those challenges include an increase in terror attacks. Much of the world calls this territory the West Bank, although in the Bible, God gave it to the tribe of Benjamin. Israel Gantz, head of the Benjamin Regional Council here, says this time is no different from any other in Jewish history.
4: In the last two weeks, only in Benjamin, we had 200 teratiks. I mean, we had five uh, uh, shooting Torotek and we have 200 stoning a mold of cocktail. Of course, you heard about. Uh, uh, terrible terror attack that we had uh, two weeks ago in a gas station near Eli. Uh,
3: the gas station and the hummus restaurant behind me are the site of one of the most recent terror attacks against Israelis in Judea and Samaria. Two terrorists murdered four Israeli men and one of them was an employee of Hummus Eliyahu. So I called up my son Eitan who works here at Hummus Eliahu, and he didn't answer his phone. I think it was maybe a minute, a minute and a half, but it was the longest minute and a half of my life. And when I finally, he finally answered, I realized that he's okay, but someone else was killed. Eliana Passantin, a mother of eight, lives here and works for the regional council. While her 15-year-old son Etan survived the attack, his friend Alicia did not. On one hand, I'm so grateful he's okay and, 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 and alive. But we lost a lot of good people
5: here. It was a warm and pleasant afternoon. Two terrorists arrived here in a stolen car with yellow Israeli plates. They opened fire just in front of the hummus restaurant with two M16 rifles.
3: Restaurant owner Aviad Gizbar was away on reserve duty when the attack happened.
5: It was our fortune that the place was empty. Ten minutes earlier, the place was bursting with a party.
3: There by the flag of Eli, the terrorists got out of the car. I was inside. I heard shooting and looked. 19-year-old Elkana Sadia was managing the restaurant that day.
4: I saw
5: Nachman here, Elisha, and Masood. Then the first paramedic arrived to assess the situation inside.
3: Sadia showed us where some of the bullets hit and how they penetrated into the restaurant.
4: I was standing
5: here
3: behind the counter preparing hummus. So I crouched down here. Gizbar told us there hasn't been a deadly terror attack in the area of Eli for 20 years. It's
5: sad. I'm really sad all the time, but now we have a different task, to try to go forward as much as possible.
3: Gantz believes Israel must never give in to terrorism and supports military operations like the one in Janine. We
4: have to defeat the terror. For me, the operation in Janine, is only the beginning. I'm sure it will be continuous for this process.
3: He says he can feel the prayers and support of people around the world, and Israel, he says, is fighting the terror battle not only for itself but to protect
4: the rest of the world. We will be here, deepen our roots, and we will be your ambassadors here in the biblical land.
3: Julie Stahl, Benjamin Region, Samaria.
4: Coming
0: up. How political agendas threaten to undermine governments in Israel and the US.
1: Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all of the nations and given us his Torah.
6: from CBN Films. The Bible is a book that has transformed the world. If you believe in the providence of God, you believe that God guided those who collected the oral and written traditions. If you can't rely on its history, how can you rely on its theology? What is it? I don't know. I thought you could tell me whether or not that genuine. It has been criticized, it has been banned, it has been burned, its followers have been burned and killed. It mattered to them to get it right. From the makers of In Our Hands, Oracles of God, The Story of the Old Testament. Available on instant 4K streaming access and DVD today for a gift of any dollar amount.
1: He walked with the living God and showed us the keys to the kingdom.
6: The kingdom of God is at hand. Pat Robertson,
1: evangelist, Humanitarian, statesman, educator, author, and visionary. Watch Pat's story and be encouraged by his many teachings. Go to cbn.com pat to learn more about what the Lord accomplished through this remarkable servant. A new wave of anti-Semitism is sweeping the globe and the Jewish state faces hostility at every turn. Now is the time for Christians to support Israel in CBN's free booklet, Why Christians Stand With Israel. You'll discover why Christians support the Jewish state and why we must stand together with the Jewish people. Get your free copy today. Call now or go to CBN.com slash StandWithIsrael.
0: There are new developments in the legal case against Prime Minister Netanyahu. The judges overseeing his corruption trial said the charges would be difficult to prove. They also advise that for the sake of the country, the lawyer should reach a plea agreement. Paul Strand interviewed Middle East analyst John Waggy recently about what may lie ahead.
7: John, what is this years-long legal odyssey to prosecute Netanyahu really all about? Well, it really is all about prosecuting
5: Netanyahu, but that's against a backdrop of politics that's been going on ever since Netanyahu first became a prime minister almost 30 years ago. And and basically what it is, this judicial reform that he campaigned on, is something that changes the whole balance of power. And the left is very concerned that with Netanyahu winning election after election, even when he's indicted, that this is going to go on in perpetuity. And now he's got the religious parties joining him. So ju- judicial reform could mean the end of them winning elections in the country and so they've got to get Netanyahu out that's the basic thinking there.
7: Do you see any way in which these massive months-long protests here in Israel mostly from the left have anything to do with this effort to uh, get Netanyahu in the courts?
5: They have everything to do with, get, with getting him in the courts because if he's convicted of a bribery crime that's what they see as their best hope of getting him out permanently. And if they can get him to do a plea deal, it would be so he would be, retire from public life. That would be his plea deal. That's what they want. That's why he's not agreeing to it. He'll go ahead and take his chances with the, the legal system and the fact that people are waking up to the idea that he never should have been prosecuted in the first place mm-hmm. and that there were certain police uh, mal. Uh, functions during that time that led to his prosecution to begin with so if a committee ever investigates some of that then you could have a real trouble on the left side of the quadrant you know and uh, it's trouble so where does it all go from here well I don't think either side is going to back down first of all Netanyahu has 64 people majority in the Knesset secondly Uh, The left is not going to give up on the idea of prosecuting him. They've already said they're not going to. So they're going to push it till the end, hoping against hope that he's convicted of a crime. And they will expect the judges that back them up to say, yes, uh, he is guilty of a crime. So this is where it's going. I think that they're being exposed for really some tactics that they never should have made. And everyone should remember Proverbs 17, 15, which says, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, both are detestable to the Lord. That's
7: something for everyone to keep in mind as this goes forward. Well, thanks, John Wage, CBN News Middle East analyst. And uh, speaking of Netanyahu, I recently spoke with someone else about parallels between Netanyahu and former American President Donald Trump. We're speaking with Lance Wall now, a prophetic analyst, Lance, are you seeing increasingly dangerous parallels between what's happening politically here in, the, in Israel and in the U.S.?
8: My most optimistic days for Israel was when Trump was in office and Netanyahu was in office, because I knew with the two of them, you had an unbeatable combination. Then when Trump wasn't in office and Netanyahu was on the ropes constantly, you know what amazes me? The Jerusalem Post. I'm reading a Jerusalem Post article. The whole nation should like boycott Netanyahu, remove him from office, yank him from office. Why would you do that? That shows the degree of division you've got. It's just like the United States. We have peace. We have the Abraham Accords with Donald Trump. We have record, you know, low inflation, high employment. We have China behaving itself. We got Russia uh, trying to get on a good relationship with America. And what do we do? We vilify Trump. We want to put him in jail. We want to get rid of him. We smear him as a criminal. And it's constant conspiracies and conspiracies. And they're all proven to be politically motivated. You've got the same thing going on. It's the parallels are so amazing. Are we seeing a new global balance of power shaping up? Remember Nixon years ago? He knew you have to keep Russia and China kind of at parity. You don't want them ever coming together. So he would do detente with one side, and it would like provoke the other side. Didn't want to have detente with America. We were always trying to separate them. The Biden administration has figured out a strategy to unite Russia and China together. So that together they could say, well, who's in, who are you friends with? Well, I'm friends with Iran. Well, maybe you can help introduce me to your friends. Now we have China brokering a deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Now that's not good for Israel. I guarantee that's not good for the world because that means that Saudis are going to go a little cool on supporting Israel in the event that there's a hostility between Iran, which wants a nuclear weapon for the purpose of destroying Israel. But then you got Syria coming in. Syria is getting along now with Iran and with Saudi. It's like everybody's unifying because... Biden and the State Department, I don't credit it. It's not his fault. It's always his staff that you got to look at. He's getting his directions from the Obama administration, and they are all in on the Ukraine. Do you know what the Ukraine thing is with Russia? Really? I'm not going to try to defend Putin. I'm not trying to defend him. But here's the issue. He's been saying in 20 speeches, the West has lost its rocker. It's off on transgenderism. It's off on gays. It's off on pushing their stinking agenda for environmentalism. They want... They want an empire beginning with Davos, the World Economic Forum, the, the European Union. They want a global power that would isolate my aspirations for Russia. Russia is, it has an orthodox Christian background. It's got a different set of conservative values. We do not embrace the West with its, with its LGBTQ values or even its BLM racism. We actually don't want that in our country. You're exporting it around the world. This is more a cultural civil war between the West and Russia, and now the East. But they all agree on killing economic power. This is the real danger. It's not cultural. People go, oh, hum, you with your Christian values. It comes down to money. Now you've got the American dollar being taken away. Now uh, Saudi Arabia wants to trade with with uh, China in yuan. The yuan's a terrible currency. No one really wants to work with the yuan, but they so hate the control of the United States sanctions with money, especially with a woke cultural virus. They, don't, they hate us twice as much because our woke virus makes us look decadent and depraved, and our use of financial uh, sanctions make us look like a bully owning the bank. Now they're going to dismantle the bank and dismantle the cultural influence of the West at the same time. It's it's a horrendous thing to watch. All right, well, thank you so much. Lance Now,
7: Prophetic Analyst. I'm Paul Strand, CBN News Jerusalem.
0: Up next, we'll take a tour of one of the liveliest places in Jerusalem, and it's bustling.
1: 2023 marks Israel's 75th anniversary. Wanting only a homeland of their own, the Jewish nation has survived war.
9: I was so scared.
1: Terrorism.
9: And saw my husband covered in blood.
1: And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. You can stand with the nation of Israel and support their basic right to exist through CBN Israel. Your donation makes it possible to give humanitarian aid to Israelis in crisis, while simultaneously reaching millions worldwide with breaking news and award-winning films that tell the true story of the Jewish people. Will you stand with Israel during their 75th anniversary? Call 1-800-265-0996. Go to cbn.com slash support Israel or text cbn Israel to 91999. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. If you've ever been to Jerusalem
0: Shuk, the streets and alleys filled with market stalls, you'll never forget it. It seems like you can find anything you might want. There's something very timeless about it. Here's a wonderful story from a few years ago when Scott Ross and his wife Nedra checked it out.
9: Mahane Yehuda, the camp of Judah, known as the Shuk in Hebrew, It's Jerusalem's most famous market, and like so many other places in the city, there's nothing ordinary about it. Here we are in the city of Jerusalem,
10: about to cross
9: a very well-known, historically known, Jaffa Road. About a mile and a half down the road is the old city's Jaffa Gate. In the late 1800s, a few brave Jews established homes here, a long way from the protection of the city walls.
10: Today, you would never even imagine such a thing. But when they moved out of the old city, they were moving to these secured kind of neighborhoods. And that's why the name of the market is called Machane Yehuda. It's named after that neighborhood that was built in 1887.
9: Jaffa Road connects Jerusalem to the Mediterranean seaport at Jaffa, considered by some the oldest harbor in the world.
10: Who would have been on this road In the recent history, someone like General Allenby, when he came and conquered this from the Ottomans, 1917, Theodore Herzl came down this road. But when we think really old, really ancient, do you realize that the cedars from Lebanon that were imported by David and then Solomon. They had to come from Jaffa into Jerusalem. Now, we don't know exactly the route they took, R- right. but this was the main artery. It certainly hasn't disappeared off the face of the earth. It's had a transformation. Now it's a pedestrian mall with a beautiful European light rail going through it.
9: My wife Nedra and I joined Hanna Ben Haim on a walk through the Shuk on a busy Friday as shoppers prepared for the oh. Sabbath.
10: It's Shabbat, and we have to buy challah. Challah Challah is the braided Shabbat bread, and it comes in several different styles. One is sweeter than the other. Do we want it with raisins and sweet, or do we want it without raisins? I like raisins. Okay, we want the tzimukim. And traditionally, you would buy two of them, because on the Friday, when the children of Israel were in the desert, they always had a double portion, right? Let's okay. go find some olives.
9: One spicy olive.
10: That's good. And spicy. <laughs> of course, the olive is part of the symbol of Israel. Yeah. We have the menorah with the two abbreviated branches from Zechariah 4, not by might have- not by power. But aren't these delicious? They're good. So um, let's keep going down. Look at it, isn't it beautiful? Look at
9: Everything, Greece. everything. Look at this. And they're
10: organic.
9: Dozens of countries and cultures are represented in the shuk, brought here by Jews returning to the land from more than 100 countries. An Iranian Jew started a spice shop in Jerusalem in 1953 and later moved here to the shuk. Today, his grandsons still run the shop.
5: All the mixes is the same, like the grandfather. Everything I grant here,
10: So three generations mixing spices and selling spices here in Jerusalem from Iran.
9: An estimated 200,000 people visit the Shuk each week. Rich and poor, young and old, religious and secular, as well as Jews and Arabs, shop in the market. But it's had its share of tragedy, too. Well, this is what I came to show you. That says
10: remember, to remember.
9: July 30, 1997. Suicide bombers killed 16 people here and wounded almost 200. Terror attacks in the market virtually destroyed business, so the municipality reinvented the shuk to make it one of the trendiest places in the city.
10: How are we going to encourage people to come back here? So the new floors and the new ceilings, and even though it doesn't look very brand new to you, And also the openness to so many different other kinds of shops and restaurants, bistros, even nightlife is here.
9: It's obviously been very successful.
10: So you see all things work together for good. This tragedy brought new life.
9: One religious Jew summed up the shuk for us. He said, if you want to talk to God, go to the Western Wall. But if you want to see God at work, go to the shuk. And that's exactly what we saw. Scott Ross at Mahane Yehuda Market in Jerusalem. Still ahead, the Mahane Yehuda
0: Market, known as the Shuk, celebrates a milestone birthday.
6: Experience God's power in Superbook Summer of Faith. Three stories of God's miraculous protection for those who hear his voice and believe what he says. You'll receive this special bonus pack with Superbook Academy Express, Zacchaeus.
5: Of all the people in Jericho to be with, Jesus chose... A sinner.
6: Join the CBN Animation Club and get Academy Express, Zacchaeus, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. And as part of our Summer of Faith bonus, receive three Superbook episodes demonstrating God's awesome power. This special program hosted by Gizmo features a sing-along music video, a Bible background lesson, a gospel presentation, and even a family resource guide filled with scriptures, coloring pages, and other fun-filled activities. Join the CBN Animation Club and for a limited time, receive the Summer of Faith bonus as our way of saying thanks.
5: Here, We're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more.
7: This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And
3: a culture of hope. anything's possible! It's Christian leadership.
9: And
5: it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning.
7: It's greater knowing.
5: It's what makes us whole.
7: It's what makes us regent.
8: If you're tired and exhausted all day, you can't think clearly, and you really just need a cup or even a pot of coffee to get through your day, then join me, Dr. Josh Axe, for this new series where I'm gonna teach you how to transform your diet and use essential oils and supplements to get a better night's sleep.
10: Wake up to your best life. Call 1-800-700-7000 to get your free DVD or booklet of Protect
3: Your Sleep today.
0: Now that you've seen Jerusalem's iconic Mahane Yehuda market up close, you can understand what all the fuss was about when it turned 100 years old recently. The celebrations went deep into the night. Our social media team brought some video from the party. Enjoy the fun, it was (laughs) (laughs) hopping.
1: (laughs)
6: I'm sorry,
4: from all the children I'm
8: sorry.
4: I'm sorry,
7: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm Ah,
0: Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. Don't forget to sign up for our email blasts so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem.